Igniting Hope Ministries welcomes you. Prepare yourself to listen to a message that will spark hope and renew your mind. Hi, Steve Backlin here from Igniting Hope Ministries. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. The title of today's message is I Choose You Again. I choose you again. I do. These are the words couples say to each other when they commit to their marriage vows. They are saying, I choose you exclusively and above all others to bring my best for you for the rest of my life. It, this commitment is to be regularly affirmed and lived out. It's because you say it on your wedding day, and those of you who are married, you understand this. Just because you say those words in a marriage ceremony doesn't mean that the feelings of commitment, the desire to stay at that level is going to remain. What's amazing about that is it's not just the marriage commitment that we make to people, but it's other relational commitments as well. A quality of life largely comes from how we do relationships. Healthy people desire to have long-term relationships with the same people because those long-term relationships are what grow us up. I remember as a young believer, I became a follower of Jesus at age 19, and I had such a desire to just be everything God wanted me to be. And I remember crying out to prayer, basically using the language, God, I want to be a man of God. And then I hear these words, okay, get married. Because you're going to learn more about being a man of God in covenant relationships than you will going to seminary, Bible schools, etc. I'm certainly they have their place. But it is, again, it's in covenant relationships. You need to grow up. If you're assignment is to live in a cave by yourself for your whole life burning incense to God, well, you don't really need to grow up. And so as we think of these words of the title of today's podcast, I choose you again. And I can tell you from my own marriage experience, I've been married to my wife, Wendy, for over 40 years. We both have to choose each other again. I choose you. I choose to bring the best of myself to you. I choose not to withhold my heart from you based on disappointments, based on my own frustrations about myself and where I'm at. And I certainly haven't done it perfectly. And that's why we have to choose again and again and again. And I want to make it clear, I'm talking way beyond the marriage relationship, even though what I'm going to say here applies. There, there are commitments that we've made to people in our family, people in our church, our friendships that need to be made again and again and again. Maybe you have a pastor or a leader that there's a disappointment or there's a criticism in your heart towards and yet you believe that they are to be in your life right now you believe that you're to be under their leadership even in that you say i choose you again 
I choose you. Again, maybe you're a leader, a parent, people underneath your leadership where there's disappointment, there is frustration, but you know that they are to be in your life. You know in this season, they are the ones. It's where we say, I choose you again. I choose to bring my heart into this relationship. We at times find ourselves in situations where we didn't necessarily initially choose the people we're with, but the very process of life causes us to need to choose them. The disciples of Jesus are an example. They chose Jesus. Jesus chose them. But then they found themselves together. (laughs) And it wasn't always pretty in the New Testament. Arguing, bickering, etc. They not only needed to choose Jesus, they needed to choose one another. Because there's a conclusion. I choose Jesus. Jesus, a plan was... The plan of Jesus was to have these others with me in this season. So I'm going to need to choose them and bring myself to them, even though there's differences in how we do things, how we see things. That's why church is so powerful. That's why being a part of a community of believers is so important in our lives. We do grow up. Yes, we may choose a church. Yes, we may feel we're called to follow a certain leader. But then in that process, we find ourselves with other people who've also made that choice and they're standing beside us. And even though there may be different levels, there will be different levels of relationship we'll have with people in our group. There is something to say, I choose these people. And there will never be a perfect people. There will never be a situation where everybody's doing what we want. There's different personalities. And as we mature, we'll learn how to choose different people, how to embrace different kinds of people, how to see the gold in different people. I'm writing a book right now called Fully Convinced, The Art of Decision-Making. I believe it will be one of the most important books I will write. And as with all my writings, the content of this book on decision-making has resulted from my own experiences and struggles with decision-making. And what I'm writing is what I believe the Lord has shown me about moving from indecisiveness to greater decisiveness. Now, this, this area of decision-making relates strongly to the people that are in my life. Now, some of you are listening right now. You've chosen a team. You maybe have chosen employees to be with you. And in every situation, there's going to be disappointments. And so once we've established a good, healthy process of decision-making, And we don't just bail on people immediately who disappoint us or who are are not what we thought they would be or are making mistakes. And we understand that 
How we make decisions is almost always more important than the decisions that we make. And as we bring this into our relationships, that we reaffirm, yep, this person's supposed to be on my team. Yes, this person is to be in my life as a friend. I'm called right now to these people. And we, we begin to clarify the different levels of connection we have with people and who the important people are. That's an important ingredient to maturity, influence for our lives. And so I want to ask you this question. Who do you need to choose again in your heart, in your relationships? Is it somebody in your family? Have you been bringing less of yourself in relationships in your family because of disappointments and frustrations? Is it friendships? Friendships, people you believe God has called you to? Is there a spiritual family, a local church, leaders where people you're leading that you need to choose again? I choose you again. I say I do to my commitments, the commitments that I need to bring into this relationship. As we go back to the marriage vows, the marriage vows are commitments that we make. Basically, the traditional ones in sickness, in health, in plenty or lack, in good times or bad times, I make a commitment to you. A healthy society comes from people who make commitments and keep commitments. Certainly, the family is the bedrock and marriage is the bedrock of a healthy family and healthy families are the bedrock of a healthy society. And so we just, by the way, we just take this moment and we say, Father, we ask you to strengthen every marriage that is a part of Igniting Hope, a part of these Igniting Hope podcast family. Strengthen every marriage they're connected to. Those who are getting married, strengthen that. Those who feel a calling not to be married, we say thank you, Lord, for the relationships that they have that are vital. Wow, wow, wow. I choose you again and again and again. Who is it? Who are the people? Thank you. Even right now, you're speaking to hearts. And some of you just need to turn off the podcast right now and just reflect and think about the relationships in your life. Think about people maybe you're tempted to criticize and, and you're using that as a justification to withdraw your heart from them. Thank you, Lord, just for bringing healing in that. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. Steve Backlin here. By the way, we're going to be doing our annual negativity fast and positivity feast, a 40-day event during Lent leading up to Good Friday, Resurrection Sunday. We're going to be starting that again in the middle of February. If you want to do a powerful thing in your life and maybe do it with other people, it's so good. We've been doing it for many, many years. We have a free level. Then there's a level, I can't remember, I think it's $25, $35 for level two, which gives you greater content 
if you want to have a, a life-changing experience and some of you have already done it, find someone else to do it with. And it, it is a 40-day renewing the mind journey, negativity fast, positivity feast. Remember years ago, I was in a season of major food fasts and I felt like the Lord said, Steve, your food fasts aren't doing much good. <laughs> I, I love your heart, Steve, to separate yourself unto me. But the positive of your food fast plus the negative of your general overall negativity and pessimism equals a big zero. I've got a suggestion for you. Why don't you go on a 40-day negativity fast? And our book, Igniting Faith in 40 Days, is the book that we use with that negativity fast, positivity feast. It's a, it's a powerful book. The first book that we ever wrote, Igniting Faith in 40 Days. It's a short devotional. It's a foundation for the fast. So, yep, for some of you listening, you're hearing a spark in your spirit. If you're not signed up to our newsletter at ignitinghope.com, you can go there and sign up. You also find many free resources there. And just we bless you. Again, we're here to ignite your hope. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's just people who do not have a hope. And once people get true hope, circumstances cannot stay the same. Hope is the belief that the future will be better than the present, and we have the power to help make it so. Once we let go of hope, we begin dying. We move into survivalism. There's no hopeless circumstances. There's only hopeless people. I'll say that again. And remember, too, the joy of the Lord is your strength. We don't need strength at the end of the battle. We need strength in the middle of the battle. For most people listening right now, the feeling is, is today's not a good day to walk in radical joy. There's too much uncertainty for the future, too many personal battles, relational battles, too much bad news in the media, injustice, corruption, joy in a more convenient season, I will call for you. No, the joy of the Lord truly is our strength. I need, I need strength right now. And so we stir it up. We stir up the joy of the Lord with thanksgiving. We say, thank you, Lord. Thank you that you're meeting all of our needs. Thank you that your promises are true. Thank you that our prayers are working. Thank you that you said to delight yourself in you and you would give us the desires of our heart. I release over you right now the joy of the Lord breakthrough in this moment. Ha <laughs> ha. A merry heart is good like medicine. Thank you so much. If you love these podcasts, why don't you tell somebody else about them and we'd love for you just to email us at info at ignitinghope.com and just to tell us how much these podcasts are blessing you. And if you also, if you ever desire to sow a financial seed into Igniting Hope, you can go to ignitinghope.com and you can find out how to do that, how to donate. Hey, God bless you. I look forward to being with you again on another podcast from Igniting Hope Ministries. We hope that you have been blessed by this message. For more resources, you can visit our website at ignitinghope.com.